Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss. Right play. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's OB's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. On tonight's show of Speaking It Real, Frank and Carlos are discussing Kamala Harris's recent trip abroad, a graduation that almost didn't happen, prices are going higher, as well as special guest Dan Mosher discuss Asian hate. All that and more right now. Friday. Friday. <laughs> and check out check out where we are, man. It's we're here. We we, we are man. out having drinks and no, we're here talking to America. Like they really want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, look, you know what? I would tell you this. Uh we can't get any worse than what we did on um on Wednesday with our Wednesday night premiere. Yeah, man, you got to no. give me the details, man. What happened? Listen, listen. I, hey, I want to say something. I want to say something. <clears throat> I, I know some of the details, but I'm going to allow you to really elaborate on what happened. But bottom line is, man, I got to give you props for working your tail off, trying to do what you can for, for the show. I mean, I know I'm so swamped all week. I have a hard time keeping up myself. This is really your baby. Uh, I'm just a loud mouth on Friday nights that like happens to be next <laughs> to you on the screen, but, uh, you know, but props to you, man. You're, you're trying to expand it into different days. You're pulling people internationally. I mean, shit, dude. But yeah, I heard, I heard what, <laughs> tell, me, tell, me, tell me all about it. It, it went like this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. When you, you know, everything was fine. I, I was talking to her backstage, you know, minor glitches, no, no big thing. And about maybe two minutes before, before the show starts, she does this. Yeah. She froze on you. Completely. I was like, all down. Oh, damn, we're in trouble. <clears throat> we are in trouble. Because you know what? There was no backup plan. No backup plan. No backup plan. Yeah, but you know what? Look. Send in the clowns. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, I called in the reinforcements. <laughs> Zach got on. Um, uh, hey, he's a soldier. Right. Got on. <clears throat> Jacob got on, and we made the best of a messed up situation. You well, that's sometimes what happens, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that today's show will go good. Should go a lot better, you know. I, you know, so we, you know, as our intro said, we're gonna have Dan Marshall. He's a he's an old friend of mine. 
you know, from, I mean, I've known him for several years. Really, really good guy. When we met, so we he's, a, he's, a, he's a soldier and a survivor like I am. All right. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> you know, and um, <clears throat> he called me up a couple of weeks ago. Right. And was just ramping and raving. Man. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, Dan, you know what? We gotta get you on the show. We gotta get you here. We gotta get you going. <clears throat> you know, and just talk. You know, to what's going on. So you know what? We're gonna go ahead and just bring Dan right on. You know, Dan, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, there he is. Good yeah, to see you, Dan. Here, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, you too. Big fans. Big uh, listen, fans. I mean, we're, oh, we're both we're both we're both soldiers and survivors of the war yeah. that is being Frank's friend. So, Frank's um, friend. you know, that's right. that 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 that, <laughs> that that carries a special like weight. Like that's a title. Listen, man. <laughs> the second that I met Frank, we uh, we just we hit it off, man. So uh, I'm willing to take that grenade. I'm cool with that. That's oh, great. I yeah, love don't it. Worry. Don't look over it. Frank and I have been lobbing grenades in school, so <laughs> it's always don't even sweat. <laughs> hey, Dan, how about you give us a, a little bit about, uh, you know, about yourself, your background, what you do? Who sure. is Dan so, Mosher? Um, yeah, who is Dan Mosher? Uh, so <laughs> is it Mosher or Mosher? I want to make sure you get Mosher. Right. Mosher. Thank you. Yep. I call him Mosher. All right. See, Frank messed me up. Blame him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, no problem, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm a teacher. Um, I did a lot of traveling overseas. I was actually overseas for 10 years teaching English in uh, South Korea and China. Um, wow. And uh, my wife is actually from China. We have a daughter who's mixed race. And okay. uh, <clears throat> one of the big things that th – the reason that I ended up messaging Frank is because, uh, you know, you guys have this, this podcast, which I think is great, uh, the way that you – sit on either side of the aisle, but you have that friendship that works. And, you know, in this day and age, it's increasingly harder and harder to do. I think um, I said, it's a forgotten art. <laughs> it's a, it's a forgotten art. Um, and it gets to the point where uh, things can go off the rails very quickly because people from all walks of life are just getting more entrenched in, uh, in, in these different beliefs and stuff that's going on. You know, the, the country is just so, uh, extreme in their views for everything. Right. Um, so <laughs> I, I just kind of had a little bit of a situation with a buddy of mine who I've known forever, probably as long as you've, you guys have known each other. Uh, he's always oh, been right. in his family have always been, um, conservative, uh, you know, gun owners, um, really, really, uh, really conservative. And it's never been a problem for years and years and years. Right. Um, right. but, I could see, um, as Trump was elected, him getting more and more extreme and dug in and less less able to talk about things and just kind of parroting things that he heard. And we couldn't really have a discussion. It seemed like, um, and then it just things just got personal really easily. And uh, it just it really frustrated me because I've never been in that position with him. <clears throat> and uh, so I was like, I know the guy to talk to. So. That's when I reached out to Frank. Oh, wow. Oh, man, look at that, Frank. You are now the source of solution, the the, the center of peace and balance. <laughs> hey, look, 
How the Carlos, hell did that happen? <laughs> Carlos, don't forget how you and I started. Okay, pretty much that's how we started. You know, I I I put a post. I went on a rampage. Mm -hmm. I was going back and forth with everybody. Carlos and I went back and forth. And Carlos was like, wait a minute. You have a podcast. You already do <laughs> podcast. I do this. I do that. I had a microphone. You know, so I had a microphone. And, hey, and look, <laughs> that, that's, that's generally how we got started. And I'll tell you, Dan, I've gone through what you're going through. You know, it's happened to me with family, you know, yeah. which I've discussed it on the show. You know, it's. He, we considered ourselves cousins. We weren't cousins, you know. And it was a long time friendship. He X me out, yeah, because of our different views in politics and religion. Mm -hmm. And I and and I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you guys are friends and you know you could talk things <clears> out, because <throat> that's what friends do. We're not we're not there for. You know, because we disagree, we disagree, you know, when mm -hmm. you can. You know, politics, politics, religion, you know, uh, your sexuality, let's say, does not define a friendship. Mm -hmm. Okay, it does not. What yeah, and it's, <clears throat> well, it's, that's the, fun it's, the funny thing for me, too, about that is, is I feel like, I mean, I, I never cared about politics, ever, never cared about it. And then when I went overseas, um, Usually when you are overseas, uh, in my experience, most of the people who are over there, the expats, are definitely more liberal and progressive minded. Um, and in my opinion, this is just my opinion, would be more open minded because of the amount of experiences that they've gone through. They've had to live, and just like myself, had to live in other cultures really um, become immersed in those cultures, see things that really make you uncomfortable, but then learning that they're not wrong, they're different, and that your point of view, even though you've grown with it your whole life, is not everyone's, and it just kind of changes how you see things. It's almost like uh, they said when astronauts were on the moon, they had that they saw the blue marble and it changed how they thought about things, and me living in such a different uh, world. I mean, complete culture shock for 10 years and really loving it there and and making great friends and finding my wife and having our daughter really changed um, how I thought about things. And I even told my wife before we moved back, I said, I don't, I said, I'm scared to come back because I know you're going to have to deal with racism. I know you're, I know what's going to happen to you. And when you live in a homogeneous society, like China or Korea, where it's 99% of that race, you don't really get that. I mean, they, they do quarrel about each other, obviously. Um, you know, China and Japan and Korea always kind of quarrel. But, it's like Cubans and Puerto Ricans. I know. Right. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, listen. Yeah, look, but they, it really yeah, is. They had wars, you know? Like, yeah. They I'm, had wars. Right. Um, and there's still a lot of tension there, but mm. it was one of those things I told her, I said, I don't want you to have to go through any of that. And I know it's going to happen. And for someone to say that about your own country and to know it's inevitable is it really, it, it was very hurtful to me because I knew it was the truth. Um, and it did happen and it, it continues <laughs> to happen. 
And when you hear one of your best friends who's like a brother just kind of say things that have only contributed to that hate, um, and they just say it because it's just what they parrot. They just they just say it without realizing that, um, you know, it affects other people's lives. And hey, my buddy, my buddy Phil from Korea, there he is. Uh, him and I have had many, many conversations about this. Um, it's it's very difficult, and um, it, it, it was just hard. And I knew that, like I said, that Frank would be able to hopefully help. And it would be great to get your opinion on it too, Carlos, because I know it's not an easy thing to navigate. But I feel like as you grow older, when someone's, I feel like you see more of a person through their politics. Because if you, the things that you support at a certain part in your life, I think really change how you look at a person at some points. And it, it can, I feel like it can tarnish your friendship. And it, especially if they're contributing to things that put your family in danger, um, as is the case with my family, we won't even go to New York City to travel because I'm worried about the attacks on, um, on them. So... Oh, hey, Carmen, hey, what's up? Look at this. Hey, yeah. everybody. Um, you guys are coming on. Don't forget to uh, hit that like button on on our page. Um, we, we're always discussing topics, you know, a lot of, you know, just everything all around, you know. So, you know, don't forget to hit that like, share. You know, we're on Facebook, YouTube. We're Speaking of real is also on Twitter. Don't forget that we're also brought to you that brought to you by uh, Clovercrest Media. You can follow them also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and everywhere else that you know you get your podcast. You know we're we're on there. So, Dan, sorry, I just kind of interrupted you, but go ahead. Oh, absolutely not, man. I get it. You gotta you gotta keep the lights on. <laughs> gotta keep the lights on, man. I get. It. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where. Um, <clears throat> just it's like because i'm sure you guys have had those moments but for me it's like you understand when you say things like this you're perpetuating something and i'll i'll be completely honest with you what it was is the wuhan lab thing so mm -hmm. um for me it doesn't matter at this moment it doesn't matter where the virus came from it's it came from china regardless of where it came from if it didn't come from a lab which if it's found out to be true, there has to be some type of repercussion, some type of sanction, political, whatever. Absolutely, of course, especially if they covered it up and could have helped people, you know, do better at handling it, of course. Right. But on the other end, if it's not substantiated and it just happened to be there because of, let's say animal to human transfer from their strange eating habits, which I have seen, by the way, and maybe partaken in. I don't know. Uh, we'll keep that a secret. Because <laughs> I'm sure as heck didn't bring it back with me. I've been back for four years. I'm good. Hey, you know what? So, that's more. That's that's more honest than I had a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, dude. I have eaten some. Listen, when you go overseas, and and uh, you're the only white guy in the room, they're like, you know what, Dan? Eat this first, and then we'll tell you what it is. It's a lot of that. <laughs> It's a ton of that. Amazing. <laughs> and a lot of the times, it's really good. And you're like, wow, I didn't know I liked chicken gizzards or, uh, <laughs> you know, any of that stuff. I but, don't eat what <laughs> I don't know. 
No, trust me, man. All. I don't, I don't any care. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to it's be McDonald's. Uh... Listen, I, I will starve, okay? I will starve. <laughs> if I don't know what it is, I'm not eating it. Oh, you know man. what, though, wow. man? I'm telling you, variety is the spice of life, and you only live once, right? When I got there the first, the first week, they're like, oh, hey, you want some dog soup? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm Try here. it once. <laughs> I'm Got to do it. Got to do it, man. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. all right. <clears throat> I guess there's a few things I want to tackle here. Um, mm -hmm. First, uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit about life in China? We only know what we know when we hear about their their government their oppressive yep. nature. The mm -hmm. we even hear about the concentration camps. Uh, all right, how much of that is exaggerated, and how much of it isn't? Well, I'm not going to be able to give you uh, a wealth of information on a lot of that. I was in Shanghai. Okay. Um, I had traveled to uh, Beijing previous to that before I moved, and I was actually there during their national holidays, which is you know like their independence kind of thing or the mm -hmm. founding of the nation. I was in right. Tiananmen Square during those days with the army mm -hmm. lined up with guns and everything. Right. I mean, in Tiananmen Square, there must there were millions of people. Millions. You were there when the, when the guy stood in front of the tank? No, no, no. That was in the 80s. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> by, by the way, Carlos, by the way, that photo that's so famous, my wife, who's from China, didn't know it existed until she left. I heard that they've. Uh, I've heard again. This is why they I'm have asking. No idea. I've heard they've suppressed that event. Yes. <laughs> that is yeah. definitely one part. That's a huge <clears throat> part of the suppression. Um, we had to get a VPN to be able to access the full internet, of course. Right. Other than that, in my experience, when I was there, I was never harassed. Um, I was never. I never felt targeted. Um, I never felt the um the the accusation of racism or anything like that uh the only time anything ever happened that was untoward in any way was my wife and i were taking a train back to her hometown to get married because you have to be married in the place that you uh were born i guess That's and cool. we were in the middle of yeah which is weird okay so uh <clears throat> we had to travel 16 hours in a train Wow. And I was the only white person on it. And I'm very big. So uh, for 16 hours, I literally had the entire car just looking at me. And yeah, like you stood out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like there was an old Chinese man who was catty corner for me. And all I saw for 16 hours was this. I was just like, <laughs> and he would just go back and forth. So I said, I have to stretch. And my wife said, please don't get up. Please don't get up. I said, I, if I don't stretch, I'm, I, I won't be able to stand up. So we went to the in between the cars. And it was kind of two bigger sections and it narrowed out. And we were on one side. And there was another side with a bunch of Chinese guys smoking. And one mm. of them saw me. And it was just like a movie, like dominoes. One of them elbowed one. And the, they all elbowed each other and looked at me in succession. And then started talking very quickly in Chinese. And then they came over. And they were like talking to each other and they were eyeing me up and down. And one of them got right in my face. So I, I put, took my wife and I put her behind me and I took my glasses off. I said, what? What? What's the problem? Did you say it in English? So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, they, you might, they know yeah. what. They know what. <laughs> they know, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And in Chinese, Weishima is like, what? What's the problem? Weishima. And Weishima. he knew, and he knew he could tell. <laughs> so, and then he just started like he was, and he was short, much shorter than me. But he was looking at me, and he was kind of giving me the thing, and he kind of poked each other, and took a big drag from a cigarette, and kind of let it out, and then started laughing, and they all walked away. Now, how do you know? See, because I have heard, and I, and again, I'm I'm only going by things I've heard over the years mm-hmm. versus your experience. <clears throat> but how do you know that a lot of those experiences in that train ride alone weren't yeah. racism against you? I always tell Frank, uh, <laughs> you know, real racism occurs at home. Real racism occurs at the mm-hmm. dinner table, not yeah. out in public. And so, <clears throat> I. I'm not, you know, again, I I don't know how much you know the language or any, you know, anything like that. So I'm just kind of like, but how do you know you 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 really didn't experience it? You might have. I, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I think you well, did. I think in that instance I did, and the, there's a huge difference in the, and you can tell, you know, there's a vibe, and when you're <clears> in <throat> Korea and you're a foreigner and people see mm-hmm. you, they come up to you, they hug you. They want to take a picture with you. They want your autograph. They're very welcoming and accommodating. When you're in China, must go to South Korea. When, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> listen, if, listen. I'll tell you a secret, and I hope my wife isn't watching. If she didn't want to come back here, we would still be there somehow. Okay, so gotcha. uh, yeah, I, I hope she can't hear me live on this thing with her headphones on. <laughs> but yeah, but in China. They're very laissez-faire and blah about you. I've had people spit towards my shoes. Spit? Um, yeah. They're, okay. Oh, they're big spitters. They're big spitters. Oh, nice. All big right. time. Uh, I've had people spit towards my shoes. Uh, they're very. They're like, eh, why are you here? Um, I will say Chinese men do get very angry when they see a foreign man with a Chinese woman. Very, very mm. much. Because obviously <clears throat> the population well, difference – um, between think, men and women. So it, it, then I would have to conclude that it is kind of true that in, in countries like China, and I've even heard Japan, uh, Could be. you know, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're not part of the culture, you're not a genuine Chinese or Japanese person, you experience a ton of racism. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think once again, we, 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 t- we tackle the notion that tribalism is real. It's just, in much greater fashion in those nations because they're much more homogenous. Whereas here, Absolutely. it might seem like it's more rampant, but it's not. It's just that this this nation is a natural melting pot. It's been one since the beginning. So you just have more tribes. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I me personally, I don't know if I agree that it's more rampant there than here. I feel like and this is go you know, this is just kind of my my view on it. Um I, I feel like here, because the United States has such a long history of, you know, overt racism and slavery, and we, you know, the country was founded on a lot of those things. I think there's there's an underlying tension that a lot of those countries don't have. Um, I think there's, I mean, in China with the what is it the I don't even know how to pronounce it the Uyghurs. Um, we they're, they're yeah they are very. Um, they're very, very hostile towards them. They're actually getting them. Uh, I think they're they're like extra getting them extradited from other countries to bring them back. Uh, so that's a huge thing. But it's all the Chinese toward the, the Chinese toward the Uyghurs. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'm hearing stories about like uh, not castration, but what's the word? Essentially, sterilization. I think that's the word. They're, they're oh, chemical castration. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard some horrible stuff, and I can also yeah, and see it's one them. of those. It's mm -hmm. terrible. It's terrible, and it's one of those things that I, you know, because we were in Shanghai. Shanghai is such. I mean, if you ever get a chance to go somewhere, I mean, Shanghai is this amazing, beautiful, sprawling architectural wonderland it's like living in the in blade runner the movie like you you're just oh. there and these amazing sprawling futuristic buildings are there you and you have really there. Yeah. i mean <clears throat> it's like to get on the subway train you have to like be pushed into the train oh. because there's so many, and the doors have to close you know i've experienced that I'm, in new york i can't imagine yes. <laughs> and like i said imagine you being a head taller than most people and white <laughs> or whatever, and just everybody just being like, just looking at you and like, hey, nihao, nihao, yeah. you know. I, I, uh, I, th I think it, it, it exists there. It's just different because it's one mm -hmm. large group against you yeah. versus here where there's just more tendency for fractional, you know, fractioning and because yeah. there's so many groups. So, so <clears throat> all right. Uh, I'm glad you clarified some of that. I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's good to hear from someone who's been there uh, rather than just hear information from the news all the time. Mm -hmm. So now we get into, I guess, your, your, your conflict, your issue. What was your friend saying? If you want to be, if you want to delve into that, like, it was, what exactly? it's just, I think it's, to be honest, Carlos and Frank, it's like, it's built up for a long time because it's, <clears throat> there's, it's just been this whole thing of like going ever, ever since Trump was um, elected, he's become more very staunchly um, more to the right than I remember him. Uh, okay. He's a very smart, very smart man, very smart. Um, and we could debate anything for hours and, you know, and I enjoy doing that, but it seems like in the context of that political uh, arena, it becomes more of he parrots things and very quickly goes for kind of a passive aggressive type of um, type of insult. And then if that doesn't really work or I push back, it becomes more personal. So it was just one of those things where it's never happened between us before. And I felt so uncomfortable about it. Um, and I just, and I've talked to other friends about it and I don't even, there's a, it's a time now where I don't even want to speak to him because he's, in my opinion, uh, I, I don't think, like I said, the Wuhan lab theory at this moment, it's a theory and I do not ever speculate <clears throat> in conspiracy theories or wanton speculation. I just don't do it because I, until I'm a man of science I teach science at my high, uh, middle school, and I, for me, I have to see the facts. And the only thing that the Wuhan lab theory in the beginning caused under our last president was a an influx, a large influx of Asian hate, because people didn't. I mean, the, unfortunately for us, this country I think has a very a huge lack of critical thinking skills. I mean, I people were throwing out Corona beers because of the coronavirus. If that doesn't tell you 
That's a Listen, problem. You cannot throw out coronavirus. Let me, let me play devil's advocate for you. Yeah. So now that the Wuhan lab theory is credible, so it's it's more what, credible, yes. Right. So why I guess my question is, and I don't understand uh like why wasn't that something that could be questioned back in the beginning? See, my thing is I think. And, and again, it's just a matter of perspective, uh, mm -hmm. you know, different perspective. I think because the idea was so dismissed at first, it allowed for what you described. Instead of somebody or the media or anybody taking that idea as something that should at least be looked at. And then if it's quashed, okay, it's quashed. But it was never, it was never... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just suffering. <laughs> it was never, it was never even like tried. It was immediately dismissed. And so then it started getting associated with all sorts of negativity, which is kind of where you're coming from. Yeah. And now here we are a year and a few months, a year and a half later. And all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe this, well, maybe should have occurred last year, but I think yeah, the way I, it was. Uh -huh. No, I, I think, I, and this is the thing is I, I agree with, I think I think I agree with some of that. And in, in the, I would say, from my perspective, as someone who um, is not right wing and someone who leans left, although I will preface that by saying that the uber left are just as annoying to me. Um, Thank God. <laughs> yes, because I mean, you can't. It's just there's just some things you you have to be. You have to just kind of you know you got to be a human right. at at some points. Um, yeah. But I we think say that all the time. Was, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the problem was is because a lot of the stuff that happened before that with Trump, especially, <clears throat> a lot of there was a lot of things that seemed like dismissive and racist and aggressive towards and xenophobic towards people of color and other cultures. Um, and people who had those feelings felt like they were very emboldened by him. Uh, I think when this thing, when it came out that it could be a lab leak, I think the way that it came out, people thought automatically that maybe it was just another part of this wave of xenophobic racism that they had kind of seen tinges of for a long time. And I agree that it should be, of course it should be investigated. And I don't, I mean, if it came from a lab, we obviously don't want that to happen again. And we have the same things going on in labs here. And we should learn from that. And because I don't ever want this to happen to, again to anybody. Um, right. And it's one of those things where you're right. And maybe the, the left-wing part of it did quash it down a bit too much because they thought, oh, this is just an overt attack on Asian people and blah, 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 blah. And I think maybe the pushing down, the spring back on that could have been a lot of that, you know, Asian hate. But again, um, I think that the Asian hate part of it is really, I think there is a lot of racism in this country in general. And I think it's, I mean, I don't know how somebody could blame somebody who's here for that, but it happens a lot. It still happens. I mean, my wife dealt with it she works with somebody who constantly would say to her oh well the, the china virus is here because of you guys 
Oh, it's the China virus. And I'm sorry, but when you have when you have the president of our country calling it the Kung flu and calling it the China virus, it what it does is it creates this negative stereotype towards a country of people who have nothing to do with it. And it, and it does perpetuate this us against them narrative in a passive way because it's like, well, it's from China, so it's their fault. I mean, my, my wife's parents, my wife was sick over what would happen to her parents. Absolutely sick over it. I mean, they, they literally came to their road. They live in kind of um, a farm area. They dumped mounds and mounds of dirt over the road so they could not leave. So they had to find ways to make do because they were so worried about the spread. And I think there were a lot, there's a lot of credence, I think, to the government of China, knowing more than they, than they told us, did less than they should have. I think that's totally credible, but I'm so, kinda, again, yeah. like that kind of yeah, goes I, to what I'm saying. If we if we're dealing absolutely. with someone like China, yes, who's known for uh, not being open when they claim they are, mm -hmm. and all sorts of stuff, then a theory like that should have been that we or our government or our media point the finger where you want. Yeah, <clears throat> should have been more open to that kind of uh, idea. Instead of just quashing it because so and so said so, but I um, and I and I agree to that. But I think again, when you have the leader of the country <clears throat> taking taking this very xenophobic stance out in the open, it it skews it in a way that the people on the other side of the aisle see it as an attack. You know what I mean? And it's like if. It should have been more of an open, like if Trump had come out and said, you know what, we have some, we think we have some credible evidence that maybe it started in a, in a Chinese lab. And I feel like for the betterment of, of everyone, and so this doesn't happen again, we really need to look into it. I think that would have, I would have been totally fine with that. You know, I mean, I didn't like Trump at all, but I, I mean, I, I just want what's best for us. Like if, if there's a Republican candidate that I really <clears throat> I'm going to vote in them. I'm going to vote for them for sure. And it's one of those things where I just, when I saw that stuff happening, I knew what was going to happen to my wife. Um, and that person who was nagging her and calling it the Chinese virus and it was her fault, her coworkers who were all white brought her into a room and said, this is not right. You can't, you can't deal with this. And my wife she speaks English as a second language, with again, again, a lot of people in this country take as a bad thing. <clears throat> like, you need to speak English. Well, we half, half the people in this country, I feel like, can't speak English correctly. Well, so, let me tell you this. Kudos to her for speaking yeah. English. Mm -hmm. Because I, I could tell you, and Carlos could also tell you, because he's lived in Miami. You have... Well, we got Cubans, Colombians, Mexicans, and I don't even know what else we have out here. The U.S. Okay, we have West Palm Beach, pretty much. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you see, I well maybe about I I used to work at the airport, and a lot of people that work at the airport were pre predominantly Hispanic. Mm. We had a security guard, and it was this Mexican lady, and 
all she spoke was Spanish. And I just told her once, I said, hey, look, I think you need to learn to speak English. Hmm. You know, because not everybody that comes here speaks Spanish. Hmm. So you need to learn to speak English. And her comment to me was, why? And I just looked I mean, at her, I'm like, okay. Frank, I'll tell you, I, and this is kind of another thing that I might agree with people on the right with, I had to go overseas as a legal immigrant. Okay. So I had to pass all kinds of checks, background checks. I had uh -huh. to have my passport in order. I had to go there as a legal immigrant. So I understand why people in this country would want people to enter legally. When I'm I went to those, yeah. And when <laughs> I went to those countries, especially Korea, I tried to learn as much of the language as possible. I mean, for me to be able to function on my own. Well, um, that, and it was just so I could get around. But that's what happens when, you know, you, you went to another country, mm -hmm. you know, you're there legally, one or the other, you know, you made it, you made it, um, you made it a point to go ahead and learn the language. Yeah. So you could communicate with people. Yeah. To a you point. see, I the mean, problem, to me, the problem out here is that you have people that come in that, that don't feel like they have to learn the language because there's plenty of people here that speak Spanish. Like, mm. I, you know what? I'll get by. Yeah. I see that as a as a bit of a problem. Uh, I mean, first thing, the United States doesn't technically have an official language. That's true. And so, but okay, I think, well, the world, but the world language is English, right? No, no, I get that, That's but I, I I I do think though there should be some uniformity on language. Problem is, you have too many sensitive people that when you when you go that route, you're automatically like, oh, well, what about my culture and heritage? Like, slow down. <laughs> no one's no telling one's you to stop anything. Yeah, no one's yeah, telling. I agree. But common language is a common sense thing. I mean, Frank, if we're doing this show and you speak German, Dan is speaking <laughs> Chinese, and I'm speaking yep. English, guess what? None of us are having a show. We're all actually, like, oh. actually, no, we will have a show. You want to know why? You want to know why? You want to know why we'll have a show? <laughs> I'm going to make sure we have captions in those three languages go. so yeah, people right. will be able so to understand and we can read. Like, like doing a show but, on Apple Translate. Like, yeah, yeah, but, before, <laughs> you know, before we go any further, all right, real quick, guys, please, if, if you're in the comment mm -hmm. sections, you're watching our show, let's go ahead, let's share it, let's like it, all right, and um, just so we keep on building this, guys. I mean, you guys are the reason why we're on this show and why we do this. And speaking of which, um, look, I know tax season passed, you know, but if you didn't do your taxes, please uh, do them. And don't post you it know. in the comment section. Yeah, don't post it. <laughs> so we're gonna, we got a good company here for you guys, Rocky Hill Accountants. Just go ahead and watch this commercial, and we'll be right back. 
Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax debt line for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Oh, well, we're back. I, I, I'm know. supposed we should be receiving checks from these advertisements. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. I get some of that now that I'm on, or what? <laughs> we we got to work that out, Dan. So now, uh, I mean, so Dan, let me ask you a question, I guess, because sure. I'm hearing you associate a lot of your experience with your friend with um, politics and, and Trump. So I don't know how your, your circle of friends, but how many are you friends with other conservatives? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I you mean, have not have- had this issue with them? Uh, no, my one buddy was in the military for a long time, and he and he's right leaning, but not as it's. I I don't want to say extreme, uh, but I I feel that's the only word. It's just very <clears throat> uh, very isolated, extreme type of thing. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, one of my best friends from England is very conservative, uh, and him and I, you know, never have a problem. We will sometimes we'll argue a little bit. But it never becomes. Oh, he never takes shots debate. at me. Yeah, right. and and it's just <clears throat> so that's what worries me. And I don't want to go through life, um, you know, because I have different priorities now. You know, um, right? And I, and the thing that I have spoken to, I don't know if I spoke with Frank about this or not, um, and he can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, my, yeah, <laughs> if he remembers, <laughs> too many spicy drinks, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I have a family, I'm married and have a daughter right. and my friend, um, is single and doesn't have a family. And I feel like there are times where his responsibility only to himself kind of clouds the things that he will say and do. And I think it's, it's like, well, I have to protect my, my wife and my right. daughter, you know, yeah, and, and it's like, I things. can't, yeah, I can't. Just well, sit by and let you say things like that. It's just too much. Well, right. the problem the problem is this. Okay, when you're married and you have a family, yeah, it's not just you. When you're single, okay, when you're single, guess what? It's only you. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that you could know. influence things. I understand. Like, I mean, you, you can be an island unto yourself, <laughs> and it's an echo chamber almost. Right. 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 Yeah. So you don't have to sit there and defend anything. You know, so that's that's what happens in that aspect. Now, has yeah. she been experiencing uh, hate from other 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 people, or is it just this issue with your friend? <clears throat> uh, well, my friend hasn't said anything directly to her, to obviously, her. but there's there's been a lot of comments that have kind of built up and made me feel very uncomfortable. And it just he he made a personal attack at me during one. Uh, chat recently, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it just was like, I'm I'm done talking to you. Like I'm I'm asking. I think I actually I posted the question in the group, 
<clears throat> anyone's thoughts on why they won't have a January 6th committee. And it became this very, like, you know, very barbed attacks right off the bat. Like, I just wanted to have a discussion because I genuinely, as a citizen of the United States, wanted there to be an investigation. I mean, there's investigations about everything under the sun. True. And we had people storm the Capitol and defecate in the chambers of our our free election process. And nothing, <clears throat> nothing was, uh, you know, the committee was not established. So I was just genuinely curious about their opinion. And it was very right away, like, you're biased. This is ridiculous. It has nothing to do with it. And it was just like, there was no room for discussion because the wall was up already. Then I just felt very off put. Um, and then yeah. he made some, some comments that were not great. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, uh, you know, society has for the large part devolved into that. That's kind of why, mm -hmm. again, why we do the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty dug in on certain things, but like, you, you can't, like let it get like to that personal level where you're just like impossible to deal with. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, wait, wait, I don't wait, mind wait. frustrating you, and I'll argue with you till our noses bleed. But <laughs> after at the end of the well, day, I'll share, yeah. I'll share a drink with you and be like, whatever. There you, you know? go. <laughs> but the thing is, it's that. I mean, when you when it gets personal, mm -hmm. okay, that's where the problem lies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and because, I mean, again, yeah, I could discuss, I mean, Carlos and I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And even, you know, and even off the show. Okay. Because, you know, I am a firm, and maybe some people think this way. Okay. But who Carlos and I are on the show is who we are off the show. Yeah. Okay, I might be a little bit more reserved on the show, but not yeah, I kinda, not too yeah. much. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, when, when we're off the show, you see, you know, I'll drop more f bombs or one or the other. You know, on the show, I don't. You know, I might drop one here and there, but <laughs> but but the you know, still genuinely, you know, Carlos and I discuss things. We talk about it, even mm -hmm. if we get heated on it. That's it. It's the end of the discussion. There is no personal attacks. You know what? Hey, you know, he wants to stick with his Republican ways and thoughts and whatnot. Hey, go for it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going to stick with my ways. You know, so, and at the end of the day, when the fucking bomb explodes, <laughs> okay, what, whether it's on the right or whether it's on the left, yeah, okay, one or the other is going to say, you see, I told you so. And the other ones are going to say, you know what, you're right. But, because that's going to happen regardless. It's always a but. Always. 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 <laughs> you know, so, you know, my advice to you in your situation, if this guy's getting so so personal, bro, <clears throat> get the scissors. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame. I think I heard you say he was a longtime friend, right? Oh, man, since, like, since we were kids, like middle school. Yeah. Uh, that that's hard. That's hard. It but, is hard. You know, I, one thing I've learned about friendships is like once once you get once you have a family, you want to keep them, but if you gotta cut them, you gotta cut them. <laughs> I mean, because I'm definitely I mean, it's all secondary after that. 
Yeah, because I can understand what you're saying. Like, I'm definitely taking a break from speaking to him directly. Uh, we still have a chat that we talk in. All uh, right. I haven't really talked to him directly in that. And That's we're fair. planning on, we're doing this thing where my friends are coming up um, in August to kind of hang out, all four of us, to, to try to, you know, get get our childhood back. And I'm a, I am got to be honest, I'm a little apprehensive about him coming because I feel like... <clears throat> I'm kind of damned if I do and damned if I don't. Like if I see him, I'm like, hey man, I'm so glad to have you here. We can't discuss politics at all. I, that's exactly I what like, I was gonna suggest you do. Yeah, that's exactly what that's I, the I, thing. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't wanna I hate having to put a caveat on a friendship. Like I, I hate having to feel like someone who I feel like is a brother, I have to censor in some way because I feel like a real friendship, there shouldn't be that barrier and you know, we can talk to each other honestly, but it never gets to that pointed, heated thing. And he's going right. to be in my house. So it's Did like, you say listen, you know, right off my, the bat, my rules. To respect you know rules. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so wait, yeah. wait. So he's going to be in your house, your rules. Yeah. So yeah. you could censor him in your house. But that's <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. And no, I know that. I know that. I, I'm and just, I'm a, just trying to prove. Yeah, you know some points to Carlos as I as I always yeah. do with censorship. No, no, he, no, he can't. He can't censor him. He could tell him to leave, and he'll take his mouth, his uncensored yeah. mouth out. But he's not going to be yeah. censored. See, that's what. Yes, that's what he is censored because no. he's censored yeah. in his house. It's, I think okay. I'm 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 go, I, I'm a, I'm agreeing more with Carlos. I think because I do, I feel like I think censorship is a bad thing. I think it's a really mm. bad thing, and I want to give somebody the opportunity to read the situation and understand that it's not cool. Like, yeah, but Dan, you know what? And I'm going to be super honest that my sister brought it up also, Yeah, you know, right now in the comic session, if, if you, if you notice her thing comes out saying, don't bring up politics. Yeah. I, I'm not. Okay? I'm and, and if you're going to have them there, you, you need to make sure that anybody that's going to be there mm -hmm. knows, Hey, look, we're not going to talk politics. For the savior of our friendship, we're not going to talk politics because you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's a easy and, and and it's, rule. And and, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this, okay? And I think one or two things will happen here. Mm -hmm. He might tell you, "Hey, why don't you want to talk politics?" Oh no, this is this no, is no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand you. It's yeah, a dumb question, but but he he might come up to you. Say, look, why don't you want to talk politics? And you, and then you just come back to, well, you know what? This is why. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Look at everything you you know you you're saying and you're doing, you know. And I can't. No, you know, no, I have a better idea. I have a better idea. When you with that kind of response, Frank, uh -huh. I, I, I'm not saying you you shouldn't be honest. I'm not saying that. But when you say that, you make the answer about him. You want to say it something mm -hmm. more like. Listen, we all know that that topic is 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 dynamite with a short fuse, and no, I'm gonna have a good well, time with all this, my friends, so it's out, and that's that. I I'm gonna tell yeah, you where I just about him, and I think I'm, everybody. Will I'm understand. gonna tell you. All I'm right. gonna tell you why I, I disagree with you there, Carlos. This is why I hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, because this is why I, I love think, the show. This is why we love. The I show. I think I think you have to go ahead, and you got to tell that person. Hey, look. This is why I, I don't want to talk about it because yeah. I feel I feel like you're attacking me, and and my wife. 
And the guy there has an option. Yeah. Right. You know, because if it's, you know, you have to front the situation, okay, if the situation arises. If he comes up to you and says, hey, look, I don't want to talk about this because it's, you know, why? Because, hey, buddy, check out everything you've been saying. Check out everything that's been going on and check out who I'm married to. Yeah. I'm, you're offending the crap out of me, and you're mm-hmm. driving me nuts. Yeah. So the right. value of the friendship, you know, you have to be honest. You have, listen, you have to be real with your friend. Listen, man, I'll tell you right now. When he comes to my house, first of all, my wife is here, so it's going to be harder for him to get away with it. And my wife would whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's half my size, and she'll whoop my ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big dude. <laughs> Right? Hey. She knows that Chinese Kung Fu, and I'm serious. She knows it. So she literally knows it. I have um, a thing here for you to ask yeah, you, man. since you're also an educator as far as Carlos. Mm-hmm. I, re- I read online a story the other day, right? There was this kid in Louisiana. He had to um, – he was graduating, and apparently either he got confused with the dress code with the shoes, you know, one or the other, right? So as he's getting ready to go up to the podium or up the stage to walk, he's turned away because he had the wrong shoes. Ah. Okay. Really? So, yeah, really. Uh, So, you know, I... I'm trying to read the article. I'm looking at the picture. Go on. You know, I I touched up on it a little bit on, on Wednesday. You know, so... You know, my thing here is if you if you're the person that's on that stage, okay, and you have a child that does not have the right shoes on, yeah, regardless, are you gonna let him walk or are you gonna turn him away? It's he's graduating. I mean as an educator. And I, I have to preface this by saying I work with um, a lot of kids who've been through a lot of trauma and, um, you know, abuse, neglect, that type of thing. So the kids that I work with need a lot more love and care than others, I would say, although everybody does, of course, right? And you need, especially in education and schooling, um, you need people who are there to support you and to shepherd you on your way into your life where you're a productive member of society, right? Um, To get to the point where a kid struggles and, you know, they do their best to reach that final goal of graduating. And then the audacity of somebody to try to withhold all of that years and years and years of work from that person based on something as frivolous as shoes is to me absolutely <laughs> absurd and goes against all of the support that teachers give kids. It's like there shouldn't be, and that's another thing where it could be misconstrued as racist or classist. Like I, if a kid works hard and earns that diploma, they could walk across that stage in a potato bag. It's they've earned it. It's theirs. That diploma is theirs. You're just yeah. holding it for them to give it to them at an appointed time so you can have a showy graduation. It is their diploma. You do not have the right 
to then not give it to them, in my opinion. I completely agree. Yeah, it's kind of silly. It's just it's very know. silly. I mean, as you saw in the picture, actually, the person that was next to him was was the was, teacher. Was uh, yeah, a great, teacher that great was teacher. great teacher, which was a mentor of his that gave him yeah. his shoes. He goes, you know what? Mm -hmm. All right, you know, because the kid came and he found him. And he's like, hey, they're not letting me walk because of the shoes. He goes, and the guy instead of going up to the person and even just trying to talk to him. He said, no, no, you know what? Just take my shoes. Yeah. He took his shoes and, and the kid walked. And it's smart too. Which to me is well, I, phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, and it should, be, it should be a natural reaction. Like you want to avoid any untoward behavior, any outwardly disruptive behavior by arguing with that person. I hope that he had a discussion with that person afterwards behind closed doors about how ridiculous it was as a human being. Like, it, it, and there's another story, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I think in Spain, there was a boy, there was a, somebody wore a skirt to school. I think it was a boy who wore a skirt um, to try to challenge gender norms. And they were taken out of the classroom and brought to a psychiatrist's office and grilled about their gender identity. And what happened after that is all of the male teachers then wore skirts in support. Mm. And it's like they're in this day and age with Corona and war and, and hatred and like just this, you know, the saturation of social media that clouds things and disinformation. There are so many things that should be pure and education should be one of them because education is one of those things that e that is a right to people and it's part of true freedom education is a cornerstone of true freedom and when you when you take a kid out and you deny them an education <clears throat> for something that could be politically hot button or you know a kind of topic of the month type of thing because you know listen the gender thing is very over-publicized, and regardless of what you think about it, I just feel like there are adults that don't, especially in education, that just, they forget that, that beautiful, simplistic thing about education. It's just, it's amazing to teach kids and see them work hard and see them get things and know that they will be able to be a, a productive member of society and could change the world, you know, and, and it's a very idealistic. I agree, I agree with that. It's a very the problem comes from upstairs. And, yeah. And <clears throat> it's always that way. The educators on the ground floor who are in the classroom day in and day out, we work so hard. We care about kids. We love them. And then you that's have all you want to do. That's, that's all, all you want to do. do. But then you get Listen. these ridiculous little mandates and memos and, yes. and, and, and it just, it pollutes the entire scene. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and Carlos, and Carlos, you said that you and I share very similar type of student populations. I mean, I've been spit on, stabbed, uh, hit with things, mm -hmm. cursed at constantly, but hurt people hurt people. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Those are the people that they're testing you to make sure that you're that you're not going to run away. They're going to put you through the paces to be like, you know what? Everyone else left me. You're going to do it too. 
And when no, you go through those things and you, you transgress or right. you transcend, sorry, you transcend those things. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, sh- you have so many people that have shepherded that kid who was going to graduate through their educational life. And right. one administrator is going to try to take that away from them. It's I think it's absolutely it. ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. 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 That, that's a ridiculous thing. Um, I'm glad. It's a good thing the teacher came in and stepped in and helped out like that. Oh, That's that quick guy thinking. should get a medal. It's good. It's good. That guy should. He's a hero. It's good. Wow, Frank, it's been a hell of an hour. <laughs> it has been. You know, I mean, hey, and honestly, this was also. I think this was a counseling with with Frank and Carlos session because Dan just yes. let it out. I think he needed it. He needed it. He needed it. And, 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 Super and, happy, and, man. And to talk to two people who, who don't necessarily see things the same way, and I'm pretty sure for him and for hopefully anybody who's listening, it's like, holy cow, you know, three individuals who don't, uh, who are looking at the same plate and see something different are actually talking about their meal and having a good discussion about it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, hey, listen, Dan, you can come on the show whenever you want. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had mean, a great I, time, man. I love it. I would tell you that this is our what show is this? Twenty second show. Wow, that many. Okay. Yeah, man. And if you and if you really thirty years when you <laughs> when you really look at it, it's our twenty second show. It's our twenty first Friday. Yeah. So it's really it's our twenty first week. <clears throat> of doing this show That's right frank is expanding this is now right. so <laughs> actually you know <laughs> we are we are expanding to to wednesday night um you're more than welcome to join on a wednesday right now i know carlos has his hands a little tied God, you know two jobs but, kids um you know <laughs> for him wednesday nights are rough you know but hey you know, you're free on a Wednesday. You're more than welcome to join me. I'm yeah, actually man. gonna, I'm actually gonna have uh, my brother that he was in the comments. Actually, right here. Frank is asking you to be the backup Jeez. plan and stay in case the show blows <laughs> up. <laughs> I had a great Look, time, man. Super fun. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you and everybody else that's out there listening. All right, my brother and I, we are. Two separate sides <laughs> of the spectrum. All right, nice. completely. Since we were kids, <laughs> okay. So you 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 know that that show is gonna have sibling rivalry. Oh yeah, fire and ice, man. I, I have to, I have to console Frank after, and we have to talk about uh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Our yeah. Friday shows, our Friday shows are going to be our Wednesday cleanup. Awesome. You know, but hey, look, thank you for coming on. <clears throat> Carlos, what could I say? Nah, man, you know? great show, great show. It's another, uh, you know, like you always say, Frank, whether you disagree with what we say or whether you agree with what we say, we're keeping it civil, we're keeping it as honest as we can, we're keeping it fair, but most importantly, we're keeping it real. We're speaking it real. That too. <laughs> yes. Thank All right. So much, we, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're always gonna speak it real. It doesn't matter what you know. Again, you know what? Carlos just tried to end it, and he killed it. 
So, <laughs> so you know, what's going to happen is now I'm just going to come right now and I'm going to clean it up. All right. And you're going to see how this is going to end. All right. You might not agree with what we're speaking. Or you might agree with what we're speaking. But at the end of it, DeSantis is not going to get 2024. <laughs> no, sorry about okay? it. We will oh, always man. be speaking it real. See you on Wednesday, guys. Good night, everybody. Hi, my name is Zach LaPlante. Have you ever imagined about starting your own podcast or radio show to voice your opinions and share your passions with others? You think to yourself, how would I even start something like that? I don't have any equipment or any experience whatsoever. Well, look no further. The folks at Clovercrest Media got you covered. Clovercrest Media Group is home to over 30 individual podcasts. Like Divide We Stand, I'll Piss You Off Shortly, Speaking It Real, and so much more. At Clovercrest, our sound engineers only believe in the best sounding audio quality. And their expertise will make your podcast sound professional and pleasing to your viewers. As a media group, we are obliged to every type of media available, including, but not limited to, video, audio, photography, and digital media marketing, as well as live streaming, and so much more. As we say here at CMG, the harder we work, the luckier we'll get. To jumpstart your podcast or program, go to clovercrestmedia.com and get to recording today.